My next guest is an actor, writer, director, and producer. He's a Sears regular on ABC's hit drama, A Million Little Things, starring as the character Rome Howard. He is back on the show to talk about the first season and the upcoming second season, and I want to share some very important advice that he gave me. He's a first-born American with Trinidadian descent. He has lived from Baytown, Texas to Puerto Rico. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversation, Romney Malco. <laughs> Hey, thank you. Man, that's a nice intro. That's probably the best intro I ever got right there. Thank you very much, Sean. Appreciate that, Sam. Good. I'm happy to be here. And and, and and I want to know if I could if I could piggyback on what you were saying about, you know, if you have a plan that you can make it. Am I allowed to do that or do we not? Absolutely. Have time? That's what this show is about. Do your thing. I just want to say something, you know. Uh you know, look, one of the other things that really inhibits people, I believe, from actually realizing their dreams is simply they have this preconceived notion of what the process should be like. So what that means is they think from what they take things at face value. They take, they take the success they see at face value. And then, so they go into it and they, I don't care if you just selling jewelry, making YouTube videos or running a, a fortune 500 company. The bottom line is, is that people are doing a lot of additional work beyond what you're seeing in, you know, at face value. So mm-hmm. in other words, there's so much extra work that goes on behind the scenes. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about paying dues. Yes, there's paying dues, but there's also simple strategies and techniques that we need mentors and we need non-parental caring adults to inform us of because we haven't walked that path. And it's those little bits of insight that save us so much time. I wish I had known that mm-hmm. when I was younger. I'd probably be a lot further ahead in my own life. That's but, you, all. but isn't that part of the growing process? Process to you know, because I always go back and I always tell people what you learn in your twenties is really what's the structure of what you're going to be successful in your forties and your fifties. Because that's when you were fearless. That's when you had the dreams. And if anybody told you or questioned you, you, you tended to ignore that. But as you got older, you got into relationships, and you start worrying about the position you are in life. You know that fear of change, that fear of. I, I better, I better, I better hold back on this. So the hold back—that's nope, what you nope. say, right? No, nope, but no, nope. but there's some value to that though, because you mm-hmm. know something. Real talk. I, I have to say that there was definitely a, a fearlessness, uh, you know, in my youth. But also, what there was was this uh, lack of awareness of self, mm-hmm. and because of that lack of awareness of self, I had these unaddressed issues. Mm-hmm. So by not knowing myself and not knowing what I was capable of, mm-hmm. I was kind of afraid there to expose go. myself. There if that go. makes any sense, and right? Very much. So. I get, a lot of people tell me, yeah, people say, "Yo, Rom, you're so underrated." I'm not underrated, really. I'm just scared. So oh. I'm the dude that avoided a lot of the, uh, avoided a lot of great opportunities simply because I was afraid that I would be exposed as not being worthy or good enough. So I actually took. I, I actually took refuge, and I, I, I found uh, joy in being able to be the side dude, being able to be the supporting actor, mm-hmm. you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was really a byproduct of just, like, deeper insecurity that hadn't been addressed, That's real awesome. talk. So I awesome think that, you know, we have a fearlessness with kids, awesome. but there's a subconscious thing as well mm-hmm. where maybe we've been convinced by, you know, by our environment that we're not worthy. Not saying that it's true. We've just been convinced of it. And so I think sometimes there's a lot of value in Northern, in Northern American countries. We tend to overlook, uh, the, the need to resolve those issues as we pursue success. You know, it's not just about willpower. There is a resolve. Most of the wealthy people that helped me make my movies, that helped me make my money, mm-hmm. they have all had to put themselves in that vulnerable position of getting to know themselves better. Because on the, on the movie Prison Logic, because you, uh, you, you did, when you came on the yes. show last time, that was a crowd-funded movie, correct? 
it was a crowdfunded movie. Now, here was my strategy on that. This is a prime example of what I'm saying about getting to know the ins and outs of something. I uh, did so much research on crowdfunding, had no idea that it, it wasn't just about, you know, starting up and asking your fans for money. There was so much strategy, and to be quite frank, like, that crowdfunding game was shady as hell, and you you would not believe it. All the all the skullduggery that goes on behind the scenes, wow. and being able to learn and understand that. But what I did was I used the crowdfunding campaign to attract investors. So here's a prime example of a strategy you might not know. Right. You never ask for 100 percent of what you want when you're running a crowdfunding campaign. Always ask for about 50 percent because statistically, a successful crowdfunding campaign will be funded on average between 200 to 1,000 percent of asking. So that means that if you're asking for 100000 and your campaign is successful, you're guaranteed to make somewhere between 200000 and a million. Right. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, mm-hmm. so the, 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 my math might be off there. You said I got a little secure when I saw that calculator. But anyway, <laughs> the point of it is, right. You are a comedian. Right. You are a comedian. So, <laughs> right. Um, so, so anyway, so what I did was I, I made the crowdfunding campaign successful by asking for half of what I wanted and then went to investors, showed investors, look, this campaign is hot and people like to see a train that's rolling. Like my manager told me, sometimes you got to start your party mm-hmm. and then send out the invitations. And that's kind of what I did. I used the campaign to attract investors by making the campaign look like it had a huge following and a, a lot of people that were backing it that inspired and motivated the investors. And so we ended up doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I made the movie. I started winning stuff at all these different festivals. And I didn't even, uh, listen, I wasn't in Sundance and all those festivals. I was actually in the festivals that were hosted in places where people had given me money. Mm-hmm. And I said, we're going to submit to them festivals. We went to them festivals. We was winning best lead audience, audience <laughs> award, best yes, editor, yes, best music, yes, left yes. and right. Mm-hmm. Then James Lopez from Will Packer's company saw that. Loved it. Took it to Will Packard. They called me like 11 o'clock at night wanting to talk about it. I got on the phone. With, in fact, that's my Instagram post this morning. Mm-hmm. I got on the phone with them. And the next thing you know, we were selling it to Smith Global Media, which is Will, Will Smith's brother, Harry Smith. First time I got on the phone with him, I thought they was punking me. I really thought it was Will. Mm-hmm. But they sound so much alike Sam on the phone. It's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. so that movie comes out next year, 2020. Uh, February, March, 2020. Look for it. Okay. You know, we have so much great things we've talked about so far. I'm going to wrap up this particular break. Let's talk about the movie that's coming out in November called Holiday Rush that's coming on Netflix. Let's let's wrap this break up talking about that. Called Holiday Rush that's coming let's out on that. Netflix in November, correct? Man, let me tell you something. I don't know if you know who Leslie Small is. He's a That's my man. Come on now. Come on now. He did like three that's- neighborhood awards. He directed like three neighborhood awards for me. I know Leslie Small, Okay. Dude, that's, first of all, that's my brother. This dude is incredible, one of the most inspiring human beings I've ever met. Mm -hmm. This dude, he directed Kevin Hart's Mm stand-ups, Cat Williams' stand-ups, you name a big comedian, he's he's hit him in their prime, right? Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. So he's like, yo, I want you to do this movie, I want you to play the lead. And again, like I said, the insecurities kicked in, I was like, you want me to play the lead? You want me? Like (laughs) Romney Malco to play the lead? Yes, sir. Romney Malco... Living in Puerto Rico, the family? Goes, Baytown, yes. Texas. Don't forget Baytown, dude, Texas. <laughs> Baytown, Texas, right? I'm like, you want me, Baytown? And he was like, yes. So let me tell you something. I felt insecure making the whole movie. He cast Sonequa Martin-Green. He cast Dion Cole. Wow. These people showed up so on, a, so on another level of prepared and funny mm-hmm. that it forced me to tap into something in myself that I didn't even know I had. Right. And I kept going to him every other scene and being like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm sure because you're not sure. He goes, you're not supposed to feel comfortable here. You're supposed to be being stretched. And that's what happened. So here's what happened. I 
So we make the movie. I go away. I come back. to I have to do ADR. So I have to do ADR like maybe like four months later. And that's where you kind of put your, your match. You have to fix some dialogue that didn't go right in the movie. Right. And mm-hmm. I get to see about 15 minutes of this movie. Oh, my God. I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed watching this movie. I play a single father, a, a widowed father of mm-hmm. four kids. I have, I have a set of twins. I have a preteen, and a, t- a preteen daughter and a teenage son who's about to go to college. And I'm a big time hol- I'm, I'm, I'm a big time radio host, just like you, you know. And, <laughs> yes, sir. You know, and, and and then all of a sudden, my station gets sold to some people that are talking about they going in a different direction. Right. And I have no job. I have nothing. And me and my family, you know, after losing our wife, losing my wife and and my kid's mother, we kind of went down the superficial road to kind of just, you know. Uh, put a bandaid over the hurt that we were feeling. And oh. now we have to learn new values because we can't get, we can't be superficial anymore. We can't afford to be. That's awesome. And so it's a story about That's family cool. learning real values. That's great Holiday movie, Rush. Great director, great production team. Working for Netflix is pretty dope. Absolutely. Uh, my man Leslie Small is directing. When we come back, he's on the roll. But this next break, the Ratchetest show on TV. I'm talking about on ABC. We're talking about a million little things. He's one of the stars. He plays the character, Rome Howard, Romany Malco. Cool, he's back. Uh, you heard about uh, Holiday Rush, which will be coming on uh, Netflix in November. Uh, Project Logic, uh, uh, Prison Logic, which uh, we just bought up and be coming out in 2020. Um, now, the show on ABC renewed for a second season, which means that's a regular check. That's what you love about TV series, a regular check. It's called A Million Little Things. I've seen the, episode, I've seen the show, so we can really talk about it. Uh, let's, let's get in. Before I even get started about the whole character development and the arc of the series, because it opens with a very dramatic scene because you're about to commit suicide, correct? I was. Yes, that's correct. Um, so I play a character named Rome who uh, on the show Million Little Things, and um, my character deals with depression. And it may be he believes he's been genetically predisposed to depression, and he was in the process of committing suicide when he found out that his best friend had actually followed through. And that's what saved my Your life. A life. phone call. A phone call my- from another best friend. Yes. phone call from another best friend saying, your best friend just killed himself. And this best and- friend was interesting because of the fact that, and you look at everything, he lived the perfect life. That's what you all, we all thought, you know. The, the wife, the, yes. the, the kids, he was success, you know, a good-looking guy, suits fit him right, and he committed suicide. Yeah. And, uh, and, so, yes, and, exactly. and, and so it's really a key, couple of key moments in there. I'm going to let the, the story develop in the interview because it was really important because usually that character, I'm just talking about how you've assimilated your skill level in acting. That fourth character, which is his Thank character, you. which is the role character, is normally white. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, they, the right. they love 100%. hockey. Let me tell you something. Dude, this is deep. Okay, well, let's go there then. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to jump in and say this. And you know what? There's going to be people who may disagree with me, but I'm going to let you know. If you're on a show where uh, if, you're a, if you're a person of color on the show mm-hmm. and there is no writer, there's no representation, there's no color in the room, uh, it is probably going to be to your detriment. And the reason is because we're at a time where if you misrepresent color, you could be boycotted. Yes. And so 
authentic depictions of of, of color are especially important. Mm-hmm. And so if there's no color in the room, they're not even going to go there. They're not going to know how to depict you authentically. And so to my uh, show creator's credit, he did sit down with me for two years, two years discussing this character and what he believed that this character would go through. Mm-hmm. And it was probably the only way that I could see myself committing to a network television show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the story is really about a black man. Deal- a part of the story is about a black man dealing with depression. Mm-hmm. We also have another story, which is a phenomenal story about a couple uh, who are cancer survivors. Yes. And they actually met in a cancer support group. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole point of the, the, the show is to kind of show you that life goes on. But on top of all of that, in the midst of all of that, the friend of ours who committed suicide, right? Mm-hmm. His wife was having an affair with his best friend. Y'all best friend. Having, Come on, y'all's best friend. It, okay. With our best friend, exactly. Yes. We don't find out what's happening on the show unless we read, you know, until we read the script. We do these table reads. Right, right, and sometimes right. I'm like, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> this is not. This, this, like I, I worry for the characters. I'm like, Black Twitter gonna light this character up. We sometimes, <laughs> I just sometimes just go through highlighting. You know, I highlight right, right, those right, stuff from, right. from Black Twitter and just send it and send it to my cast. Right. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Because uh, I, I, I've, I've seen some episode, but that pilot, man. When you watch that pilot, and he he breaks down because we can talk about the show. Because you want to go on ABC, you can catch mm-hmm. some of the past episodes. And when he cries and admits that yes. that he saved his life, his the death of his yes. the, the suicide of his best friend saved his life, and they're at the game, and he starts crying. I'm going a black man crying at a hockey game. That is <laughs> unprecedented. Unprecedented. That. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Unprecedented. <laughs> but that's what makes the series. But that's what makes the series because, like I said, you know, he has his beautiful wife. You know, you again, this is another situation. Just like the lead who killed himself. Yeah. He looks like he has a perfect yeah. wife. He's a handsome guy. Yeah. His wife's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what's missing yeah. in that relationship? They don't know where they at, and no kids are in that relationship. Okay, and so 100%, yes. that, that's kind of where we're leading into the into the next season. First of all, the the, the, yes. the wife of the dead best friend, she's pregnant with the best friend. Yep. The best friend, yep. he filed divorce from the wife so he can go be with her, and he wound up moving in with his other best friend, who's a cancer survivor. And then all, but yeah. all of them, but all, everybody acting like everything cool though. Like this normal. Oh man. This is, this is, this is like, this is one of the things that I love about the show is that what it really does is it shows you how people uh, use avoidance as a coping mechanism and how it always comes back. Yes. It always comes around to just, it, it leads to more suffering. Even in my personal life, I have learned looking back at my personal life, right. You know, most of my suffering has come from denial mm-hmm. and inauthenticity and the need to control. I either need to try to control something, make it what it wasn't, and that ended up causing a lot of suffering, or I was just not keeping 100% with myself, and that ended up causing a lot of suffering, Right. or I'm just completely in denial. And right. this show is all three of them things, man. <laughs> right, right, 
Right. It really is. And then it's a key moment in this pilot episode. If you go back and watch it, is what the secretary does. The actions of the secretary. I'm trying not to give it away. You can't give it away, Romany. You can't. Okay, but the actions of the secretary. Because it leaves you going, what is she doing? Why does she do that? What's what's going on here? But we'll leave it at that. Because I'm trying to drive people to go back so you can catch up. Because you need yeah. to really go back. Okay. It's like it's like Game of Thrones. You go back to the first episode and then catch up. Yes, I can guarantee you right now. If you watch, I can pretty much guarantee you. If you watch the first three episodes, if you watch the first two episodes of the show, it's a wrap. Yes, it is. You and in. you in and and it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. And then and then if you make it to episode six, well, you'll make it to episode yeah. seventeen. <laughs> yes, in fact, hundred percent facts, and so and then we doing and we doing season two, and not to be no hype man or nothing, but I will say that um, you know as far as the overall show goes, this seems to be a very solid, a very solid season of entertainment. Absolutely, let's tell everybody on Thursday, September twenty sixth, nine p.m. the uh, Eastern, eight p.m. Yeah. Central, West Coast is also nine p.m. It's the season two yes. premiere of a million little things. That's what we we're talking about. One of the stars of the show right. plays the char- character Rome Howard. Uh, and his best friends, yes. he has two best friends left. But he's also dealing with a lot of issues himself. And the fact that we're able to talk about it, basically the, the, the text of it, the gang rallies around Delilah. That's the best friend of the suicide best friend, the wife of the best friend who's committed yes. suicide. The wife, wife of the one who committed suicide, see, yeah. See, see how we talking, man? Wife of the best friend, she died. She having a baby with the other best friend, you know. You know, Robert's character, he about to commit suicide. Then at the end of the series, he he, he turns to his wife, say he understands now we need to have a baby. And she goes, I, I want to do everything you want to do, but not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a heartbreaker. Hey, and then I, walks in the delivery I, room I, I, and he's just standing there going, huh? I thought I was about to say something you wanted to hear. She said, honey, I want to do everything that you want to do, but not that. <laughs> oh, oh my lord! Oh, I love it. This is man. this is did and this show keeps throwing you twists. I can't wait. I'm, I mean, I'm so grateful, dude, that you actually quote Michelle. I, I it means a lot that you you took time to watch the show, man. It really does. Thank you very much. Because I know you got a lot to do, fam. Absolutely. So and the thing you. about it is, that I do have a lot to do. But guess what? When I when I because first of all. Your, your your level of quality work that you're involved in, because, you know, I, I first became a fan of yours on 40-Year-Old Version, and I followed you for years Thank on you. Weed, okay? And then you blessed me by starring in two of the movies that mm-hmm. I was executive producing that was Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man 2. So I'm a fan. Yes. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Thank you, my brother. And then you, you blessed me by coming on my show, you know what I'm saying? And they gave giving me yes. momentum. Yes. Using your star power to give me momentum to get other people. Romney on this show? Well, I'll come on Rashawn's show, too. You know, because when you when you it's all about relationships, you know. And so to come back this time, yeah. I had to be ready for you because you just and then all of a sudden to let me in on prison logic, you let me see that before it got sold, before oh. it got before it started getting these awards. <laughs> come on, man, you blessed me, okay? Man, yes, y'all been y'all have been y'all have been blessings in my life. From the minute I hit the scene, all I can do is just give you gratitude, my brother, and of course. Of course, your 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 insight counts. 
your your wisdom it counts and it helps me too, man. So I feel like it's reciproc it's reciprocated. You got me on here talking, you and me talking. I feel like we gossiping. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, everybody catch my man. A million little things premieres Thursday, September twenty sixth, nine p.m. East West Coast, eight p.m. Central on ABC. My man, come back in November for Holiday Rush, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 